Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. It's time for Come and Talk It with your host, Michael Cargill, brought to you by Texas Law Shield. Over the last decade, Michael has championed and supported the rights of law-abiding Texans to own and use firearms. He is the owner of Central Texas Gunworks, a veteran of the United States Army, and has achieved national exposure in such prestigious media outlets such as Forbes Magazine, Fox Business News, CNN Money, AOL, BBC World News, Huffington Post, and the New York Times. Cargill vigorously defends lawful gun ownership in this country without regard to party politics. And now, here's Michael Cargill. Good day, Austin, Texas, the live music capital of the world. Let's praise the Lord and pass the ammunition. All right, so for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. It is Easter. I hope everyone had a wonderful Sunday. I hope you got a chance to uh, attend search this one church this wonderful uh, Sunday morning. It was beautiful outside. And he has risen. Today, we have the candidates who are running for governor for Libertarian Party here inside the studio. And so we're going to chat with uh, Kathy Glass, who's running for governor on the Libertarian ticket. Also, we're going to chat with uh, Stephen Harris. He's running for governor on the Libertarian ticket. And also uh, Mark Tippett, who's running for governor and Libertarian ticket. You're not running for governor? Vice chair. Okay. All right. So we'll fix that. All right. So we're going to talk with our candidates and talk to them about, you know, how can they reach out to the the residents here in the state of Texas, also the central Texas area, because there's a lot going on around the country. There's a lot happening with uh, what's going on in California with the shooting there. A young man was shot and killed. He was unarmed in the backyard of his parents, uh, his grandmother's uh, yard there. And he had a cell phone in his hand. Police thought it was a gun, shot and killed him. Uh, We also have a situation that happened here in Texas where one of the open carry uh, folks, the open carry leaders, actually was arrested, thrown to the ground, handcuffed, taken to jail and charged with felony and a couple misdemeanors. And so we're going to talk about that. And, and, And also what's happening in Florida with the laws that are going into effect in the state of Florida that are actually taking away our Second Amendment rights. And this is happening under a Republican leadership. You know, who would have thought it? The Republicans would be the ones that actually take our Second Amendment rights away. So we're going to talk about that because Florida, as goes Florida, will go the rest of the country. And so we're seeing that happening in Florida. We've seen some things happening this week in the state of Vermont and also now New Jersey and also now Illinois. It's taken off. So as goes Florida, which is one of the strong Republican states, I can't remind you enough that in the state of Florida, that was the state that competed with Georgia on who can actually come up with the most pro-gun laws. And instead, now they're taking a step back and they're going the other direction. 
So now this is the chance for the Libertarian Party to stand up and say, you know what? You know, we're going to be Libertarians and we're going to take the lead on this because, you know, the Republicans are falling uh, when it comes to the Second Amendment and, and some of these issues. The Democrats are, are falling when it comes to when it becomes when it comes to the Second Amendment. So we're looking to the Libertarian Party and said, hey, what are you going to do? Are you going to be the ones that's going to step up to the plate and take the lead on this? So let me go to Mark Tippett, who's running for governor for the state of Texas on the Libertarian ticket. Mark, welcome to come and talk it, sir. Thank you, Michael. Uh, appreciate uh, uh, the invitation. Uh, the good to be here. Um, when uh, shootings like this happen, especially like the one in Florida, uh, you know, it, they break our heart. Uh, they are uh, issues. Uh, and, and actually, I'm, I'm glad to see people get involved and come out uh, and speak their mind and exercise their First Amendment rights and, and vent. Uh, that, that, that is uh, part of the healing. It, it's part of the, the process. Uh, but as usual, uh, in situations like this, uh, we always try to find blame with someone else. Uh, we always try to find blame uh, and, and, and put blame. Um, unfortunately, uh, putting blame on the right uh, to keep and bear arms is, is the wrong place to, to put the blame. Uh, um, missing from the equation that I have noticed is you have uh, some politicians on the right, some politicians on the left, uh, they're all uh, forming their own coalitions. They're all forming their own opinions. They're vo uh, voicing their opinions. Uh, some say uh, take their guns. Others say, you know, keep their, their rights. Is what's missing also from the equation is the, the, the mental health professionals, the uh, teachers. Uh, we need to form a, a good, rounded uh, coalition of people, including everybody, to really address the issue. And the issue is really not uh, your right to keep and bear arms. Uh, that, by the way, is not a right that uh, was given to us by the Constitution. Uh, it is a right that it's a God-given right that when the Constitution was established, we said, you will not infringe this right. So thank you, Michael. No, 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 absolutely not a problem at all. So, Mark, yeah, all right. So, you're you're running for governor, and what are the things you want people to know about you? You know, what's important for you uh, this election? What are you going to do different that our current governor is not doing? Well, uh, th th there's a lot of things that 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 we can do uh, different. Um, our current governor, um, and I, I will speak in general, uh, both Democrats and Republicans. Um, and I say this uh, lightly with uh, no disrespect to any one particular individual, but are physically and mentally incapable of solving our problems or even addressing the problems. They have created the problems. Over decades uh, and decades, they have uh, created the problems. Um, the, they are part of the, the mechanism that uh, continues uh, uh, perpetuating these problems. Uh, I, I want to uh, uh, reach out to all Texans and let them know that as, as governor, I will not allow the erosion of our constitutional rights and I will fight to retain and uh, get back those that have been taken from us. All right, so let me go to Kathy Glass, uh, who's also running for governor for uh, 
Well, you know, in the state of Texas, on the Libertarian ticket. So, Kathy, welcome to Come and Talk It Show. Thank you. Great to be here. Absolutely. I'd like to answer the first question you asked, Mark, about uh, guns, your position on guns. Our, uh, we have a natural individual right to defend ourselves by any means necessary, and that includes carrying a weapon, a gun, if you want to. This is under attack, though. I did not think that we would be they would be seriously attacking Texans and trying to take away our guns. But I, I think it is happening, and so we have to fight against this. Governor Abbott is not one of us. He doesn't believe in constitutional carry. And where is he on the C.J. Grisham matter, where uh, a small city has just uh, made up a, a ridiculous, unconstitutional law and then uh, arrested someone for, for doing something that's totally legal? No, we, we have to protect this right because you may lose some rights and over time get them back. But if we lose our rights to carry the weapons of our choice the way we want to, you will never get that back. And you have lost the ability to defend every other right that we have. So this is a line in the sand moment. We have to come together. And I've been on the... Uh, uh, Open Carry Texas Movement, my bus, which went in 2014, went to 254 counties, has an Open Carry Texas emblem, symbol on it. And I was in the first walk at, at Temple. I was at the big one at the Alamo. I've been on other smaller ones. So I walked the walk, not just talk the talk. But this is a serious issue that Texans have to stand together, and we won't with the governor that we have. So uh, if I can uh, stop there, any questions, I'd like to answer the second question you asked Mark, too. Oh, sure. Go for it. Okay. Why do I want to be governor? I want to be Texas governor to unite Texans to fight two threats to our liberty. An out-of-control federal government violates the Constitution constantly, deliberately, and no one doing anything about it, and cronyism here at home. We have a swamp in Austin, too, and it needs to be drunk. D drained. Uh, Greg Abbott is a crony. Whether it comes to property taxes, civil asset forfeiture, uh, red light cameras, uh, pre-K, uh, a total host of things, he only talks liberty sometimes, and sometimes not even that. But when you're in office, your actions prove what you are, and he is not for liberty, and he's not for our gun rights, and he's not for our eliminating property taxes, and any other host of things that Texans want and need to see happen. He certainly is not leading the way to stand up to an out-of-control federal bully. He acquiesces in it. He may go, he says, I go to the office, I sue the federal government, I go home. Well, suing has gotten us nowhere. I say, don't sue the buzzards, arrest them. And when you see violations of the Texas Official Oppression Act, as happened within the case of C.J. Grisham, you do something about it. You're not silent and absent like Abbott is. All right, so let me go to Patrick Smith, who's also running for governor on the Libertarian ticket. Mm -hmm. Patrick Smith, line one, welcome to Come and Talk It, sir. Hey, how's it going? Outstanding. So tell people why you running for governor on the Libertarian ticket. Uh, quite frankly, I'm running to free the people from non-consensual forms of government control. And that goes from all forms of taxation to police oppression to the endless list of victimless crime laws. Uh, it, I think uh, Texans are, are uh, that we've had enough of this uh, oppression and it's time to set everyone free. Now, what what are your thoughts on what's happening in Florida uh, with the you know anti-gun bill that actually was passed there, and also what's happening in New Jersey, Illinois, and and several other states? They're now taking up bills to actually attack our Second Amendment rights. I think the lesson that the Libertarian Party, as well as all of our activists, need to be broadcasting 
is that it's not about the Constitution. It's about the fact that no one has the right to control what peaceful people own to protect themselves. You just simply do not have that right. And any law, any politician scribble to that effect is not only immoral, but it's meaningless and deserves to be ignored. Okay, well, let me ask you this. All right, and let me go to, I'm going to go to Mark Tibbetts first, who's also running for governor. So, Mark, um, what about the police accountability? You know, because we have this issue with police accountability, um, and it's more on the, like, for instance, the black community. There's an issue with, we have a, here in Austin, we had a naked, unarmed black man who was shot and killed by police. And I don't see people in the pro-Second Amendment community standing up and protesting when that something like that happens. I didn't see anyone in the Second Amendment community stand up and protest when the gentleman in um, Minnesota was actually shot and killed who had a handgun license sitting in his vehicle pulled over by police. So when are we going to... When are we going to actually bring that into the conversation? Because you can't talk about, um, you know, these these different types of shootings and what happened in Florida, the Florida high school, and then not bring in police accountability. So let me get your thoughts on that, Mark. Uh, yeah, you, you really can't, Michael. You can't you can't talk about it without bringing uh, police accountability and all of, um, uh, police officers of, of all sorts accountability. Um, I was talking to uh, a gentleman who served uh, uh, in in the Gulf, and he said um, before they could fire their weapon, there was a series of different elements that they had to uh, go through, and they are trained to do it. Halt, stop, warning shots, all kinds of uh, different training that they have. I think it's a lack of, of training and a lack of accountability on, on uh, uh, police officers' Uh, side, I, I do realize that they have a, a very difficult job and, and it's very uh, intense at times, but some of the shootings are really uh, uncalled for and uh, they, they should be uh, prosecuted uh, to the fullest extent of the law. But I do think it is, it is a lack of training, uh, a lack of accountability, um, and uh, the police officers uh, need to be properly trained and accounted for. All right, so let me ask that same question to Kathy Glass, you know, because, you know, here we're talking about this young man, David Joseph, who was here in Austin, Texas. He was naked. He was a teenager running down the street, and he was shot and killed at 10 o'clock in the morning by a police officer here in Austin. And no one's been prosecuted. And what I don't see is I don't see anyone in the Second Amendment community standing up for this young man here. I see people that are talking about, you know, C.J. Grisham and what happened with Open Carry Texas. But let me ask you this. Did he die? Did he die? <laughs> because this young man died at 10 o'clock in the morning. So let me go to Kathy Glass. Our police have been federalized. They've been militarized by the federal government. They get so much money from them, and they, they dance to their tune. They send them all these, these toys, the MRAPs and all the military stuff, and they want to put it to use. And with that goes a mindset. So they're not serving the people anymore. They're serving the masters in Washington, D.C. And that's, yes, the training is bad, but the training follows the mindset. You don't hear me say very much we should pass a law, but we do need a law saying, for our schools, our teachers, and our police, you cannot accept federal monies, period. 
it always has strings attached with you, see them or not. And you cannot take direction from the federal government. We we will locally we will control you. And I think and we should get rid of the immunity that police officers have. They should we should have rule of law, not rule of man. And they should face whatever consequences you or I would face if we had done that similar thing to that that young boy. So those are things that have to happen, but we have to change their mindset. And then then we change the the procedures and the training. Uh, it used to be that one police wanted to de-escalate a situation, calm it down. Now they are trained to escalate to get on top of it. I can't see your hands, so I had to shoot him. Well, if I can't see your hands, I'm walking down the street. Do I get to shoot you? No. Uh, so we need to change a lot because we need police. We need the, them to be uh, protect and serve. We go back to those days, but we will never do that unless we stand up to the federal government and say, get out of our business. All right. We're talking with our, our libertarian candidates who are running for governor. We come back. We're going to go back to Patrick Smith there, get his response to the same question. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Peace. This is Maj Touré. You're listening to Come and Talk at Radio with Michael Cargill. Hey, Austin, wake up and fly right on Talk 1370. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right. So we're talking with our libertarian candidates who are running for governor of the state of Texas. So let me go to Patrick Smith. All right. So, Patrick, let me throw that question to you because you're running for governor and the libertarian ticket as well. So, you know, what do we do? You know, how do we get the uh, black community involved with the libertarian party? Because their concern is the fact that unarmed, naked black kids are being shot and killed by police and no one cares. Yeah, first of all, I'd say uh, unequivocally that there is a, there's way too much police murder happening. These people are murderers. They need to be called out for what they are. Second, I would point out that nationwide license to carry holders, their crime rate, the crime rate of license to carry holders is an order of magnitude lower than police officer crime rates. That means that the people that are supposed to make us not need to own guns, not need to have to own guns to protect ourselves, are more dangerous than the people that are submitting themselves to government intrusion to be able to own weapons to protect themselves. All right. uh, I, I, think, I think that we do not need police as they are now. They have proven themselves unable to, to, to hold the responsibility of, of uh, their power. Uh, I think what we need is security. Not necessary police, especially not in this con in, in this uh, in this paradigm. All right, so let me go to the 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 candidate who's running for lieutenant governor on the Libertarian ticket, um, Carrie McKinnon, because uh, I've already endorsed Carrie. You know, Carrie is he's got my vote all the way one hundred percent. You know, and Carrie always lays it down the way it is. So, Carrie, what do we do? How do we get? You know, how do we address? You know, what's happening with you know in the black community? You know, because there are issues there and the black community feels that no one cares about their issues. And if the Libertarian Party wants to win this election, they, if they want to become relevant and want to get that certain percentage, they actually want to win the race. They got to get the black vote. So what do we do? Well, first, Michael, not only do we have to be there um, marching and speaking and supporting 
um, those individuals within um, the black community and the Hispanic community, we have to make sure that we're reaching out and bringing those individuals into the party so that when we have um, our delegates to our state and national convention, it is not a sea of um, Caucasians. Uh, we need to make them know that when they come to the party that they are going to have a voice that they often don't have in um, the Republican Party. We have to let them know that we, we are the ones that are fighting for their liberties and their freedoms. And too often, those that are wanting to take away their right for gun ownership all right, so are the ones that are suppressing them in a way that makes them unable to protect themselves by any means necessary for survival. And I think that if, if as a party as a whole, we reach out entirely to all communities, not just the black communities, and unapologetically let them know what it, it means to have liberty that they will they will find a home within the Libertarian Party. All right, we and do that by. No, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead. I, we do that by making sure that we we speak out when these things happen. We do that by uh, when we do get elected into legislation that we are making sure that um, we don't have we overtone laws that protect. Um, police when they are doing things that are completely horrifying, no matter who it happens to. Okay. Many, uh, many of the people that I know are upset with the fact that it's only the black community that is outcrying of the of the bloodshed that is happening across this nation it's never it's never someone from that is white that's doing it unless it's for political gain all right and then and we have to make it that we do that even when we're not running for office even when there's not a an election happening Okay. And now let's talk about the, the convention. So I want you to, you know, tell everyone uh, when is the Libertarian Convention? Because in order to, and this is the state convention we're talking about, in order to, to pick, you know, or figure out who's going to be that candidate that moves forward on the ballot, you got to participate in the convention. And you can't participate in the, if you participate in the, in the Republican convention, you cannot participate in the Libertarian convention. If you participate in the Democratic convention, you you cannot participate in the Libertarian Convention. So if you have not participated in any other convention or any other primary, then you can actually participate in this convention um, and decide who becomes that next Libertarian candidate. So ex explain that to him for me. Um, absolutely. So um, you're going to want to go to convention.lptexas.org um, for full information about the convention, about attending, whether you're a member of the media or just want to attend. Um, but I want to talk specifically about the Libertarian Party of Texas Candidate Forum. So that particular event is going to be on April 13th, um, 6 to 9 p.m., and there will be an hour-long reception beforehand at 5 o'clock. That's going to be happening at the Hilton Houston West Chase in Houston, Texas. You guys are not going to want to miss it. 
Okay. And so what's going to happen uh, during the candidate forum? So we're talking, is it just governor candidates? Who we're talking about? Yeah, so we've got a few hosts and moderators. Um, we've got Carrie McKinnon, who you guys just heard. We've got Scott Ford, as well as a special appearance from Bill Weld. Oh, nice. Okay. All right. Awesome. So you get a chance to go there and listen to uh, and, and get an idea of what the, the, the platform is for the Libertarian Party. That's it. Okay. And so let me let me ask um, uh, Stephen Harris, who's running for vice chair for the uh, Texas Libertarian Party. Is that correct? Vice chair? That's correct. Make sure I get this right. <laughs> okay. And so, uh, you know, so Stephen, tell me, how can we get, you know, other people involved in the Libertarian Party to make a difference since some things are being dropped. The ball's being dropped on the Republican and Democrat ticket because the Democrats always come around when it's time for election season. They say, you know what? We're the party that cares about the so-called minorities. So we care about you. When the original, the original intent, the original purpose for gun control is because it's racist. Gun control was, uh, the original intent was no guns for Negroes. Right. And a lot of people don't like talking about that. It was so that free slaves could not own guns. So the Democrat Party, who's the party that actually started this from the get-go in the beginning, and they haven't changed their stripes at all. They're still that same party that says that we don't want you to own guns. Right. You know, even today, we don't want you to own guns. And what people don't understand is that gun control in itself is racist. So what is the Libertarian Party going to do to say, you know what, we're different? You know, sure. we're different and we want you to be included into this party. Well, I think education is a huge issue. Uh, more and more people that I talk to on a daily basis are waking up to the fact that the Republicans and the Democrats work hand in hand to oppress our society. And, and whether it's immigration reform or social security reform, depending on which of those two old parties is in power determines which side of the issue they're on because they flip back and forth on a regular basis. The Libertarian Party has been true to its principles from the get-go. And on the Second Amendment rights and on police accountability, the Libertarian Party is actually leading on the right side of history with these issues. Um, because I think if you focus on if you focus on police accountability uh, and include everyone in that, then you'll scoop up everything else. Yeah. Because I tell you, when it, when it time when it's time for election time. You have different candidate forums from the Democratic Party. They bring in the 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 DA. They bring in the mayor. They bring in the the police chief, and all these people are Democrat and elected. Mm -hmm. So when this naked black guy gets shot at ten o'clock in the morning, running down the street, they bring in that Democrat elected DA who doesn't prosecute, by the way, who hasn't pros couldn't prosecute a police officer to save a freaking life. Mm -hmm. Okay, then they bring in that that police chief who's Democratic appointed. Then they bring in that mayor who's a Democratic elected mayor, and they say, what are you going to do? Are you going to change this year after year after year after year? You know, before this teenager, it was another teenager. Yes. Before that, it was another teenager. Yes. And we're talking here in Austin. I'm not talking about another state. I'm not talking about another city. I'm not talking about another county. I'm talking right here in Travis County in Austin. And, <laughs> and they do nothing. That same Democrat mayor, that same Democrat DA, that same Democrat, <laughs> uh, you know, appointed police chief has done nothing and nothing has changed. So my answer, my question is, what is the Libertarian Party going to do? Because I want something different. 
Sure. I'm so sick of seeing that DA who will not prosecute. I'm sick of seeing that same mayor saying we're sorry, something needs to be done. But then he appoints, you know, that same type of person to that job as police chief and nothing changes. I'm sick of seeing this year after year after year. So what can we, you know, what can a Libertarian Party do that's different? There's there's three different things that I have personally gone to Austin and lobbied for. Number one is we need to end quantitative immunity for police officers. When they do wrong, whether it's within the law or not, if the law's bad and it's still wrong, they, they should be prosecuted. And number two, we need to protect taxpayers from these um, civil settlements, these lawsuits. Time and time again, uh, when police officers are sued, taxpayers bail them out. There are a lot of police officers who voluntarily take out liability insurance policies, just like real estate agents and insurance agents have to have E&O coverage. Police officers need to have their own liability coverage to protect taxpayers against these lawsuits. So when they're sued, their insurance has to cover it. And if they're sued often enough and they're uninsurable, then they lose their license. And then number three... When an incident happens, that trial needs to be moved to another court. The local DA is has too strong relationships with the police officers in those in that territory, and they work closely together. They build really strong bonds. It needs to be moved to another court. The right, local so, DA cannot prosecute, should not prosecute local police officers. All right, so let me go back to Mark Tibbetts, who's running for governor. Uh, thank you, Michael. Um, there's a, a, a lot to talk about here. Um, first off, um, the, the Libertarian Party uh, platform and principles have been the same uh, since I can remember. The Democrats and Republicans, they're like tumbleweeds. We know what a tumbleweed is. They, they go wherever the wind is blowing and they change as they see fit. Uh, <clears throat> and they promise, they, my father always said that the uh, politicians are like cockroaches. They come out and, at election day and they will come out and they promise all kinds of things that they know they cannot keep. Uh, we libertarians, we cannot play that same game. We cannot use uh, taglines, uh, you know, not, not to uh, offend anybody, but we cannot use their taglines of that, that we can't do anything about unless we're elected. And even if we are, we can't do anything about taglines such as draining swamps or arresting buzzards. There's, they're, they're good taglines, but there's nothing we can do about that. We need to get elected. And to get elected, Michael, you're right. We have to reach out to the black community. We have to reach out to the Latino community. I am bilingual and bicultural in Spanish and in English. I intend to reach out to that community. I intend to reach out to the black community. First, we need to reach out and let them know that their vote counts. Let them know that they do have options and alternatives. Let them know that the Libertarian Party truly is the Texas party. We have Texas principles. We're a Texas party. And if we do not reach out and if we do not 
educate the, the people that their vote, to cast their vote to the, to the libertarians is not a wasted vote. It is a vote cast by their own conscience. And if we do not reach out and do that, we have done nothing. Bottom line is, Michael, is we have to get elected. Yes, we can go to the Capitol and yes, we can lobby and yes, we can march. And those are important things. And I applaud people that, that march for gun rights, for uh, marijuana rights and for all of our rights. I applaud those people. But unless we can get elected, we can't do anything. And that that is my message. Get out there, contact all the people, all of the, the, the black community, the Hispanic community, the Latino community, whatever, all of them. We're all Texans and all of our votes count. All right, so we're talking with our libertarian candidates. We come back, we're going to get Kathy Glass's response to that. This is Michael Cargill, and you are listening to Come and Talk It. This is Coley on Noir, and you're listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill. up on the latest headlines anytime at talk1370.com my lover's got humor she's the giggle at a funeral knows everybody's disapproval should have worshipped her sooner Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right, so we have uh, the situation in California. We have a young man that was shot and killed in the backyard of his, his grandparents' home. He was unarmed. He had a cell phone in his hand, a white cell phone, and he was shot in the back eight times. And so I'm still waiting to see what's going on with that. You know, what are all the details? I don't know all the details or anything, but I know something is wrong with that. Um, we're looking at, you know, several cases that have happened here in Texas, in Austin, where, you know, men were, young men were shot and killed by police and the officer was not prosecuted. And so I, I honestly I have a problem with that because what people don't understand is when it comes to use of force and deadly force, law enforcement officers are held to the same standard. So if you're a license holder and you're justified using force or deadly force, it's no different than, than law enforcement officer with a certain exceptions in there. There are a couple little things in there, but for the most part, the law is the same. And so when you're looking at these different cases, ask yourself as a regular citizen, you know, would I have been justified as a citizen to shoot and kill that person? I want you to ask yourself that when you're looking at these cases, because that's what I do. You know, would I have been justified to shoot that person? And, and that's something that we all need to think about when we're looking at all these different use of force cases and compare that to the school shootings, right? with the school shootings and things of that nature. Um, you, you have some kids that are coming out now saying, hey, what about us? You know, we're not being included with that. You know, we have school shootings and you guys are, you know, talking about, you know, the school shooting that happened in Florida, but no one's talking about what's happening <laughs> in Chicago. No one's saying about, you know, what about those mothers in Chicago uh, who have dead kids? And no one's talking about that or doing anything about that in, in Chicago. Uh, they have pain. And they're they're looking for some type of relief as well. And this is the opportunity because in Florida, you have a Republican elected legislature that went in and started 
uh, they passed gun control bill. They passed a gun control bill. We're talking a bill that says that, hey, you cannot be you have to be 21 in order to purchase a firearm, period, in the state of Florida. Got to wait until you're 21. That meant that anyone that had a gun in a gun store when that bill passed in two weeks, by the way, it, it only took two weeks for the bill to pass. That means if you had a gun in that gun store on consignment, you had a gun that you ordered and you're waiting for it to come in. That means you could not get that gun. You got to wait until you're over 21 years of age. And that is unacceptable. That is unacceptable. Um, you're, 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 the, the forefathers did not say that, OK, if one incident happens, then we're going to change the Constitution. We're going to change the law. That's not what they said. This is called the Bill of Rights. It is not called the Bill of Needs. We don't do that when uh, these young kids or whoever, they're texting on their phone, they're driving while drunk, kill someone, injure someone. We saw an accident here on 35 today. It happens all the time. More people are killed on Texas highways than they are by using firearms. So why are we not focusing on those things? Why are we not focusing on abortion? You know, those issues. And those are all issues that more people die from those things. They die from firearms. But instead, you want to take someone else's rights away because of what someone else did. And mind you, this young man in Florida, he actually the police visit this guy over 30 something times and the police did nothing. The FBI visit this guy and they did nothing. The school resource officer talked with this guy. They did nothing. The school administration dealt with this guy and said, you know what? You can't come to the school with a backpack. Instead, they did nothing. But now they want to punish me. They want to punish you because of what this guy did and the lack of their inaction or action at all. You know, and, and it's sad. It's just unacceptable. So let me go back to Kathy Glass, who's also running for governor on the Libertarian kick ticket. Uh, so, Kathy, you're, I want to give you a chance to respond to some of the stuff we talked about before the break. Yes, I agree with Steve Harris's points about how we can reach out to the black community. I won't repeat those here. But when I, uh, when I say don't sue the buzzards, arrest them, it's not a tagline. It's a call to action. Arrest the buzzards that killed this young man. Arrest the buzzards that are uh, militarizing our police and taking over them and stand up to the federal government. The Official Oppression Act is a greatly overlooked tool that we have, in addition to other laws that are on the books. It may not rise to murder but because... Uh, and we hope that it doesn't. But if it doesn't, we still can prosecute them. The governor has a lot of uh, stroke in that effect area. But the attorney general, and we have a fine candidate, Michael Lee Harris, uh, Michael Ray Harris, running for attorney general, who will enforce the Official Oppression Act. And uh, attorney general can do that. When I speak to black groups, I uh, uh, focus on these things, and I tell them three, three more things. I said, we have too many laws, making too many things a crime, leading to too many arrests, too many prosecutions, too many incarcerations, too many women without their husbands, too many children without their fathers, too many elderly mothers without their adult son to help them, and too many communities that are breaking because they don't have black male leadership there. So get rid of these public-private partnership prisons, these for-profit prisons. They have a need to, to fill those beds and so they push things that make to make things crimes and get and we need to get rid of uh, greatly reduce our prison population to just the real violent criminals and let these other people 
go back to their communities. Get rid of the three strikes, you're out law. That's how, what gets a lot of people in, in the prison system. And I also tell them about occupational licensing. We should get rid of it so that people in poverty or anyone can start their own business without all these red tape and licenses. You have to have a license to braid hair. I mean, give me a break. But also property taxes. There's a problem with gentrification in Austin and in Houston. And people in inner city areas are being forced out of their homes because the property taxes are so sky high even if they own their home they're not they can't pay that and if they rent from someone else the landlord's not paying it so wealthy people are coming in and pushing out the black community in many places so those are just several things that we as a libertarian party can do to to reach out to black people and pro-life i'm pro-life and that's very uh that's a very strong uh, deal in in black communities so i, co- I connect with them there all right, so um, mm-hmm. uh, let's go ahead and talk about the mm-hmm. the the debate one more time. Yeah, fantastic. So mm-hmm. the Libertarian Party of Texas, we are absolutely ecstatic to announce our 2018 mm-hmm. candidate forum on Friday, April 13th. Um, so it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be very informative. Um, we're starting with the reception mm-hmm. from 5 to 6 p.m., and that will be followed by the forum, which starts at 6 and ends at 9 p.m. Um, so you're going to have the opportunity to listen to our mm-hmm. Senate and governor candidates. They're going to answer questions from libertarians across the entire state of Texas. Um, your host and moderators for the evening are going to be Carrie Douglas McKinnon and Scott Ford with a special appearance from the Honorable Bill Weld, the uh, former governor of Massachusetts. You know, this this really is the opportunity. This is the chance for the Libertarian Party to definitely reach out uh, because the Democrat Party believes it. And I think Carrie McKinnon just said this. Uh, the Dems believe that the black and Latino vote belongs to them. And because of that hold that the Dems have um, on those individuals means the libertarians have to often use education and one-on-one conversation relationships to change hearts and minds one at a time. And that's something that Kerry just posted on, on the Facebook uh, feed there. So, and he's right. You know, you got to, you got to reach out because you're not going to get that vote unless you have the, the black and Latino vote as well. And, and, and part of that is I think the libertarian party really, really needs to get rid of some of the crazy people. There are some crazies that are in the party that, you know, you kind of got to ignore those people. You know, when that person jumps on the stage that's naked, you know, we might want to try to have that person arrested or something like that. You know, and, and because, yeah, I know it's all about freedom and all that good kind of stuff. But, you know, we're talking politics here. We're talking getting stuff done. People are dying out here in the streets and uh, literally dying. <laughs> and we need to do something about it. It needs to stop. You know, we need to get serious, get rid of some of the crazies and let's step forward. And, and reach out to uh, the different communities and say, you know what, we're going to help you. You know, it's not just about, you know, us. It's going to be about you. Uh, and, and then it helps everyone. If you can pull that person up from the bottom, you know, you pull everybody up with them. Uh, so let me go back to um, uh, Mark Tibbetts. You know, you know, what do you have? For example, the Latino community, because I have I have Latino uh, uh, guests who are actually listening to the show. You know, so, you know, what are your thoughts for them? Uh, yeah. Uh, thanks, Michael. Um, uh, for, first off, I, I would like to uh, uh, say that a lot of the issues that Kathy just mentioned, I, I agree with that there are a lot of issues there. But as the Libertarian Party, we have to reach out to the communities and and get elected. If we cannot get elected, it does us no good to talk about these issues at nausea. To the uh, uh, Latino community, I, I, I would uh, like to say uh, uh, bienvenidos al programa de, de Cargill. Um, ahorita estamos hablando con algunos de los candidatos para gobernador del Partido Libertario. 
El Partido Libertario es el tercer partido más grande en los Estados Unidos uh, y estamos registrados en todos los 50 estados. Uh, el Partido Libertario es el partido que está creciendo más rápido que todos los otros partidos juntos en los Estados Unidos. La razón por ese crecimiento es muy obvio, es por la falta y de, de cumplimiento de los demócratas y los republicanos. Los demócratas y republicanos ya estamos hartos de que no cumplen sus promesas, de sus mentiras uh, y de todo uh, lo, lo que prometen y eh, última hora ya sabemos lo que dan. Por eso necesitamos su apoyo, necesitamos que voten y los quiero invitar para el Uh, este el uh, uh, Partido Libertario tendrá su convención en Houston el día 13 uh, va a haber un debate de los candidatos a Senado y los candidatos para gobernador este uh, va a estar uh, Kathy Glass va a estar Patrick Smith uh, va a estar Corey Watkins y su servidor Mark Tippetts uh, de nuevo este los invitamos a que nos acompañen y gracias por uh, escuchar el programa de Cargill I tell you, we're reaching out, reaching out to you. This is the chance for you to let your voice be heard. This is your chance to reach out and get to know the candidates and, and, and let them know the things that, are con that, that you're concerned about. What are the things that you're worried about in your community? Uh, because there are issues that are being discussed at a lot of these forums, and they don't concern the majority of us. You know, but there are issues, you know, people are worried about police accountability. People want to decriminalize uh, marijuana. That's one issue. You know, there's so many, you know, there are issues that actually concern this community. And I'm telling you, police accountability is going to be number one on that list. Um, and so, uh, man, Mark, I really appreciate that. You know, well, thanks for definitely reaching out to the Latino community like that, because they need to know that uh, they're welcome in, in the Libertarian Party as well. Uh, Got to reach out to everyone. Got to pull, pull everyone up. That's the kind of outreach that the Libertarian Party needs. Uh, we need to, to reach out with passion, with conviction, and let uh, our, our platform uh, and, and let everyone know who we are. We're the Texas Party. Absolutely. And one more time, tell them about the, the event one more time. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Michael. Um, we are talking about the Libertarian Party of Texas Candidate Forum. This is going to be our kickoff for our convention. It's April 13th from 5 to 9 p.m. The first hour is going to be a reception, which, by the way, we're all a lot of fun. So outside of the informative evening, come enjoy, come enjoy our company for a little while. Um, yeah, so you're just going to be able to hear our governor and our Senate candidates answer questions from people all across the state of Texas, including a special appearance by Bill Weld. All right, so, you know, gun control in itself is... It's racist, and that's what it's all about. Um, we need to get rid of, get away from this racist idea of trying to take uh, individuals' guns away from them. Uh, this talk of, of of the president signing into law or to take away bump stocks or a type of way of shooting is just ridiculous. Uh, we're talking about you know doing something to. Uh, the background check system or universal background checks, that is also in itself ridiculous. We know, you know, when there's something wrong with one of your family members, you know there's an issue. When you know there's an issue, then you need to put that person into a facility, get them some help or contact the police or something like that. We all know when there's something wrong with one of our family members or one of our friends or someone like that. You see something, you definitely need to say something. The signs are always there. This young man that we saw in Florida, the signs were there. <laughs> Couldn't get any more clear than that. And no one did anything. You know, there's so many times when 
people will contact me and say, hey, I need some help, you know, and you know what I'd do? I'd actually reach out and actually get them some help. You got to do something. Don't be that person that waits a couple of days and says, hey, Mike, I noticed that so-and-so, so-and-so had a problem um, and I'm worried about them. Well, you know what? What did you do to help them? Because you did nothing. And now they're probably dead because you did nothing or they hurt someone else. You need to do something. It's time to get off your butts, get off Facebook, get off Twitter. You need to start getting involved with our legislative process. This is Michael Cargill and you are listening to Come and Talk It. Welcome back to Come and Talk It. And now here's Michael Cargill. All right. So we're back and we're talking with our libertarian candidates who are running for governor here in the state of Texas. We're talking about, you know, what's going to be different. And I, I, I tell you, I'm definitely loving what I'm hearing from our candidates. You've got to listen to these guys. You've got to you, you, you got to call in and ask them questions. What are some of the things that are concerning you? Our call in number is 512-643-LIVE. That's 512-643-5483. Come and talk it. So let me go back to Kathy Glass and let you respond to all that. Well, I didn't understand. That's them. a lot. <laughs> I heard my name. I hope he was saying vote for Kathy Glass. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, uh, when we uh, start talking about these school shootings and people propose remedies, I say we need to do at least five things. Uh, get rid of uh, gun-free zones. It's only killing fields for disturbed people. Arm responsible adults on campus. Three, we have to uh, find a better way to deliver mental health services. This is important. At one time, the Harris County Jail was the largest dispenser of mental health services in the state of Texas, and that's wrong. We can't just throw people out on the street, give them these psychotropic drugs, and expect that they won't deteriorate. They do. But we also need to uh, train our teachers to be able to be alert, to spot these at-risk children before it's painfully obvious to everybody. Find those that don't have any friends, don't fit in, that are bullied, that seem distanced from other human beings, because those are the ones, that's what it takes for you to go in a school and kill your classmates. You are psychologically distanced from them. And then we need to get the government, federal government, out of our business, get rid of the NICS system and all the federal gun laws, they're unconstitutional, nullify them. And if they persist in coming in Texas and trying to enforce them, don't sue them, arrest them for violating Texas law and stop the militarization of the uh, police. Uh, that We cannot let the federal government run our business, whether it's what do you do with a deranged person to what do you do with a, 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 the gun laws. We need to let Texans run Texas. And then a lot of these problems will not be solved overnight, but we will start to get a handle on it when we t- re- uh, recover our lost sovereignty and do what we should have been doing all along. All right. So and, and our call in number is 512-643-LIVE. That's 512-643-5483. Come and talk. Let me go to line one here. Sean, got a question for Kathy. Hi. Hey, how are you doing, Sean? I'm doing good. 
what can we do for so you? So I today? have a question for uh, Kathy Glass. In the Congressional District 10 election, did you vote for Bill Kelsey or Michael Ryan? And what was the reasoning for your vote? All right, I'm going to have you repeat that question one more time for us. Sure. All right, hold so on a second. Hold on, hold, hold on. Wait, hold on just one second. Sure. All right, there we go. All right, go ahead. So, Kathy, uh, in the Congressional District 10 uh, election for the Libertarian Party, did you vote for Bill Kelsey or Michael Ryan? And what was the reasoning for your vote? I'm going to keep my secret vote secret. I don't think that's what the voters care about in this election, the voters of Texas. And so I'm going to maintain that. Thank you very much for your uh, question, Sean. All right. You have any other questions for any of the other candidates? Oh, you hung up. Okay. All right. So um, let me go to Mark. Man, Mark Tibbetts. I did not know you're from Chihuahua, right? Yes. Chihuahua. Wow. Uh, yes. Uh, I, I, was, I was born in, in, in the state of uh, Chihuahua. Uh, not in the state of intoxication, but in the state of Chihuahua. Oh, <laughs> um, yes, uh, I, I was uh, born there. Um, uh, most all of my uh, scholastical educations from Mexico. Um, I have a, uh, a law degree from uh, San Luis Potosi and a, and a master's in administration from San Luis Potosi. I have a law firm in Monterrey, Mexico. Oh, wow. uh, I practice law in, in Mexico. I represent uh, Americans with uh, legal disputes in in Mexico. Um, I also, uh, with my business uh, um, knowledge, I have built a hydroelectric plant in Belize, Central America, that is also operational. Um, uh, I have a well, well-rounded, shall we say, life of experience, everything from a, a logger to a roughneck uh, on the oil rigs, uh, you name it, I've done it. Uh, and it is this uh, wealth of experience that I would like to bring to um, the gubernatorial race. I, I, I mean, I was out in the lobby listening and my phone was going crazy. People never call me unless it's an emergency. And I had about 40 phone calls from people, my family in Mexico, people here. Um, they're completely shocked that the Libertarian Party has a bilingual candidate. And I just want to thank you. You've got my vote. You've got about at least 42 people that are um, ready to vote for you and stand behind you. Um, it's definitely something that's needed in Texas, especially if with your experience and it sounds like environmental work uh, with your plant and um, your different types of law work, which we're going to need with us before um, screaming down our necks. And, you know, speaking of federal law and keeping the feds out of uh, policing. Um, but, uh, you know, those things are great. And I think you've addressed really core issues without talking about marijuana, because that's not a real thing to most people that live here. It's not an issue. We know eventually it's going to pass. I want to know how the Libertarian Party is going to keep marching for marijuana to be legal at the same time of not pulling minorities out of prison systems that have been criminalized previously. It seems like we're only talking about this issue now with, uh, you know, white people uh, wanting to legalize marijuana. But who's going to pull out all of the minorities that have been in prison for the last 20, 30 years when it, it you know for just really moderate violations. This is Stephen Harris. I'm running for vice chair of the Libertarian Party of Texas. Uh, the bills that we support, the marijuana uh, cannabis law reforms, would be retroactive. Uh, we absolutely are concerned about all the minorities that are in prison, in the process, and have lost their driver's licenses. They can't They've find, lost everything. They can't find work. They're, they're in this downward spiral because of an unjust so law. So who's going to pay for that? Bring them out of the prisons. 
um, reestablish your lives, yeah. reintegrate. How's that? It's going to cost us a whole lot less Who's to us? help the taxpayers. It's going to help. It's going to cost taxpayers a lot less to get them back into society than it is keeping them in prison. Do you know how many people are, have been incarcerated in the last twenty years? For I don't. I don't know the number, but it's ridiculous. And um, so there's we, no budget pending. On we it. do know. Well, I mean, we're spending the money to to keep them incarcerated. No, I, right. We can just redivert those funds to help them get back into society. And once they're back into society, then we can cut that budget. And do you know how much it costs to reintegrate someone who, with a felony conviction back into society? I don't. It's it's going to be expensive. So it is. you're asking but taxpayers less expensive, to pay for that. It's less expensive than keeping them in prison. But year what is after the budget? You're year. just saying less expensive. What's the dollar amount? So you don't know. I don't know. Okay, so we. Sh- I, this is my issue with the Libertarian Party, and a lot of minorities have the same issue. This is only an issue for non minorities. This marijuana issue. We've got real issues. We've got SB four. We've got um, police issues. We've got homelessness. In the city of Austin, uh, Ms. Glass, you're talking about uh, demilitarizing the police. I don't know if you know this, but our city was terrorized for over 21 days um, by a 23-year-old non-minority uh, male, and it required federal presence. We've had, we had over, what was it, Mike, 500, 500 federal agents here. We could not have done that if we didn't have SWAT, if we didn't have Bomb Squad, if we didn't have the tools uh, and the machinery. And in fact... Now we have more of it. And it was a real wake-up call. So it really, really bothers me when any candidate says, we need to demilitarize police, and then a city gets blown up. (laughs) I don't see the connection at all. I think whatever the federal government can do, we can do for ourselves. We have let the FBI take over the expertise in in, uh, with bomb expertise and with their... uh, just they're they're experts, but, but we don't need to do that. We can do our own. Who, Texas, who's we? Excuse me. I would prefer you not interrupt me. Texans, Texans are we. We are Texans. We can do this. There is nothing the federal government can do. Put aside the military for the moment. There's nothing that they can do that we can't do better, easier, cheaper, faster. That's a Texas thing. The, um, you are correct. It is an issue that really needs to be addressed. Mm-hmm. You are correct. It is a, a, an issue that gets talked about uh, only come election time. You are correct. It is promises that the Republicans and Democrats make to the minority communities all the time. I am as sick and tired of it as anybody else because nothing gets done. Nothing ever gets done. It's talked about and talked about. However, the Libertarian Party, what we have to do is we have to reach out to these communities and let them know what our stance is. Let them know exactly who we are. The, for instance, the Latino community. I don't know if you know this, but they were raised with libertarian principles. Absolutely. They were raised with a saying, el respeto al derecho ajeno es la paz. Eso. The respect of the rights of others is peace. That is what we have to get out. We can have, once again, we can have all these ideas of how to fix these problems. But if we do not get elected, we do not uh, reach out and show that we are the Texas party. We are the Latino party. We are the black party. The libertarians are the Texas party. If we do not reach out and show uh, who we are and get elected we can talk and debate issues exactly. all day long and nothing will get done. And I'm as sick and tired of it mm. as, as the minority communities are. 
Thank you. All right, so our call-in number is 512-643-LIVE. That's 512-643-5483. Let's go to line two. John, you have a comment on Little America. John, Young would come and talking. Yeah, um, I just, I'm interested in the Libertarian Party. I'm a, uh, I believe in the micro-macro uh, situation where I, in, in my life, I'm a very um, liberal person. But when I look at a large-scale governance over my kids and, you know, things that need to, I, I tend to be more conservative. And it, it seems that if you only live in like a large city like San Antonio, Austin, Houston, Dallas, those are where you get all your primary, you know, focus. And there's a lot of people in the, you know, middle part of this great state that we live in that get nothing. And, you know, a lot of them are white. You know, there's a lot of Latinos. And, you know, they don't get any credence. They don't get any, uh, any, uh, you know, uh, due diligence on, you know, they're living in trailer parks. They're living in, you know, impoverished communities. Um, but because it's not Austin and it's, you know, a large scale look, you know, nobody really seems to care. And those people can easily be dissuaded to come over to, you know, the libertarian viewpoint. And, uh, I just, I find it very, you know, disheartening that that doesn't seem to be looked at. All right. And then you have a question for the candidates. Yeah. Um, you know, how are you going to persuade somebody like me who, you know, like I said, tends to have large scale conservative values. But in my personal life, I, I believe in social freedom, you know, liberal style freedom. But, you know, I do need certain, you know, rules like I have for my kids you know, that I don't want them going down maybe a path that I went. So I have a conservative viewpoint on that. How are you going to bridge that gap? Okay. Let me go to Kathy first. I want to address the going outside the five major cities. In uh, 2014, I went to all 254 counties in my Kathy Glass tour bus. I went places that never heard the name Libertarian and had it right there on the bus. And we talked about it and we got good coverage. And if you had a television uh, station, and uh, we got coverage from Midland to Texarkana to College Station and everywhere. And uh, we got interviewed by every newspaper in those counties and got a story in almost all of them. Because I do believe that the two major uh, parties, their candidates in statewide races, do not go outside of those five major cities that you talked about because they don't have to. There's enough votes in there to win the uh, election, you know, going away. And so they don't, the rural issues, whether it's water or eminent domain, just don't get talked about. But I did talk about it because we're here for more than just getting votes, more than just winning elections, although that's important. We're here to reach out to people who are, in effect, disenfranchised because they can go and vote or not, but it won't matter because the big cities just drown them out. So what we're doing is I, I believe, as Gary Johnson once said, that most Americans are libertarian. They just don't know it. I think that's doubly true for Texas. Most Texans are libertarian. They just don't know it. Yes, you can have your personal opinions and live your life the way you want to, but as long as you don't want to impose your positions, your thoughts, and your your opinions on other people, live and let live, then you're a libertarian. I think what we have to do is not just convince people that there is this other 
option, but that it is a viable, serious option. You know, for 20 years, we have tested the hypothesis that you can get liberty through the Republican Party in Texas. The hypothesis has failed for over a quarter century, in fact. Republicans have had every statewide office, the legislature, the Senate, supermajorities at times. But what do we go? We have higher taxes, higher spending, more debt, more out-of-control federal government, and nobody pushing back. We have less privacy rights, less property rights. We have everything, more of everything we don't want, less of everything we do. So don't waste your vote. Don't waste your time with a proven, corrupt, broken two-party system. Come chart a new course with us, the Libertarian Party of Texas. Uh, I, I will not disagree with any of that. Uh, um, the Libertarian Party, uh, just to uh, address your, your issues as far as your, your children, uh, the, the core uh, fundamental uh, principles of the Libertarian Party, uh, your children already learned them. They learned them in, in their playground, uh, high school, uh, not, I mean kindergarten actually. And, and they're very, very simple. Don't hit, don't take that that's not yours, and don't lie. And those are the basic principles of the Libertarian Party. Uh, and I have served in local government, so, so I, I, I kind of get a sense of, of, of what you're talking about and what you're feeling and uh, the Libertarian Party does need to do uh, more uh, outreach to uh, the smaller communities. But I uh, am personally aware and I have dealt with the overreach of even the state government trying to uh, push their agendas on, on small local governments. We have to stop that. There has been some uh, uh, bills that were recently signed that took away a lot of the powers to the local government. The local government is where it's at. All the powers not uh, addressed in the Constitution were left to the state or the people, and it's the people. And yes, I serve, having served in local government, I can tell you firsthand that they do make mistakes. We do make mistakes, but it is the local people, the ones that are that, that will pay for them and clean up those mistakes. It is not a colossal statewide or countrywide mistake made uh, from from one particular person. Uh, so having served in local government, I do know uh, a little bit about what you're talking about. And the Libertarian Party does need to, to do uh, more outreach uh, to uh, the smaller communities. Okay, Man, I tell you, I, I, you know, at first, I'll, I'll be honest with you, I was, I was very skeptical. You know, I was like, you know what? Nah, we're not going to hear anything different. You know, I'm not going to agree with anyone here. You know, I'm just going to walk away, go home and, you know, and just push R, <laughs> you know, push R, push R. That's all I was going to do. Just go home and, you know, but, you know, now I'm hearing some things that, I, that I'm liking mm. uh, and because you know, I'm very upset that uh, what I'm seeing that's happened across this country. I'm upset about what I'm seeing here in the Travis County, the Austin, Central Texas area. And and I, but I like what I'm hearing right now. I like what I'm hearing and I really hope that we get a chance to listen to these candidates on the stage with other candidates who are running for governor in other parties, all on the same stage. So we can get a chance so we can hear the difference between what they're saying. Uh, let me go to line one. And once again, our call in number is 512-643-5483. That's 512-643-5483. Come and talk it. Kerry McKinnon, he's running for lieutenant governor. You're on with Come and Talk It. Well, um, I, I want to address a couple of things, um, especially to your previous caller, John. Look, most of the laws and regulations that are on the books right now are designed 
to oppress in some way the poor, those of the black, Hispanic, Asian community. And as the next lieutenant governor of the great state of Texas, we will be working with those legislators come in to repeal many of those laws to give back the freedom to the individual instead of creating more laws that just create more and more red tape and more ways to oppress those that are the downtrodden or those that are working to improve themselves and to have a better, freer life in Texas. When we talk about those that are incarcerated at this point, that are incarcerated for um, drug charges and without not without any violent charges that they have, I think that when we retroactive that, act to that, and we release them back into society, I think one of the things that we're going to have to do to help them is to make sure that that felony charge is um, expunged from their record. And so when they go to seek a job, they don't have to uh, check a box that says that they were arrested of a crime or that they um, committed a felony. Um, I'd like to see us ban the box on, on most applications. And should a should an employer, after those interviews, want to hire someone, they're welcome to do a background check at that point. But I think too often uh, when individuals check that box, they are automatically um, put in the circular file. I do think it's going to cost money. Um, more than we probably um, believe that it will, but uh, Mr. Harris is correct. Uh, those funds that are now being used for the mass incarceration that we do have within the state um, at a ratio of four, sometimes five to one, um, members of color to those that are um, white, uh, will decrease some of that and offset some of that cost. We have to those of us that are running for office as libertarians, should all of us get elected, every single one of us, we are still going to have a tremendous uphill battle. We have not even enough running for the Texas Senate for as lieutenant governor for me to have a majority of libertarians in the Senate. And we will still have to work and move forward. And it's not going to be it's just not going to be the greatest thing in the world um, that we automatically make all these changes all at once when we get elected. But I, I do guarantee the people of Texas that if you elect libertarians, those libertarians that get elected and those that don't and go to the state house are going to fight tooth and nail every single day for your liberty. All right. And and, I, you know what, thank you, Carrie. But hold on, Carrie, because I'm going to come back to you. Uh, our call-in number is 512-643-5483. Let me go to line two. Ben, you on with Come and Talking. Hey, Mike, how are you guys doing today? Make sure you stand where we can hear you. Your signal's breaking up a little bit. Hey, Mike, how are you guys doing today? Perfect. Stand right there. All right, go ahead. We're doing good. All right, you know, I, you know I, I've, been, I've been able to tune in a little bit here, so, but I, I wanted to chime in with this. Uh, today, you know, I was at an event with some local libertarian precincts, 
And we had discussed the idea of boycotting uh, businesses that have 30-06 signs. What do you think we can do as far as initiating some political action in that direction, get a boycott going? What do you guys think about that? Well, it's very simple. I already do that now. I don't, you know, I'm not going to give anyone my money uh, who posts signs that say that I can't carry a, a gun in there to protect myself. It's about me. I'm, I'm selfish. So I'm already not going to give them my money. What, uh, what, what, is, what, 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 uh, Kathy and Mark think about it? Let's get their input. All right, Kathy. That's a great idea. We could do a protest outside. And there's a, a restaurant in Houston where I wanted to have a, a local meeting and, uh, it was called Liberty because it was called Liberty Cafe or Liberty something. And I went in and I said a 30, had a three out six sign. And I said, do you know what that even means? No, they didn't. I said, well, give me the manager's card. And I called him back. I said, we would love to start having our monthly meetings here, but we can until you take that sign down. Now, we could go farther and just have a get some uh, TV cameras, have a protest, go out there and tell them why we're not patronizing this place and see if we can get something done that way. A lot of people put these think signs up not really knowing what they mean. Somebody in corporate said it was a good idea, and they did it. But they really don't know what, what it means, and they don't know how much business they're losing because of it. We, we should show them that. Um, yes. Um, I, uh, uh, myself personally, I uh, have tons of weapons. I carry weapons. Uh, actually, you don't even want to know how many weapons I have. But anyway. Uh, I want to uh, know. Oh, yeah. yeah I'll, I'll bet. <laughs> here, 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 here's, here's the thing, though. I, I have kind of mixed emotions about this, and, 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 I'll, and I'll tell you why. We, uh, and I know I'm going to get a lot of uh, weird looks uh, and whatnot, but the, the Libertarian Party, we have a right as a business. I have a right to, to allow in who I choose. I, I, have, I have a right uh, as a business to uh, say, okay, I, I don't want people in here with a gun. Uh, and as a business, I have that right. Now, uh, you as an individual, you have the, the First Amendment right to, uh, to, to boycott it, to, to, to protest it. Uh, and, and, and I'm all for that right, and I'm all for the right of, of, of carry and, uh, and uh, all that. However, I think it's kind of a double-edged sword. Uh, we have to kind of be careful here of, of, of what, how adamant we are about certain things because certain business owners, regardless of their rhyme or reason of why they would have a, a, a double lot six uh, a, a poster out there, uh, it is their right, mm -hmm. and it's our right not to go there, uh, and, and, I, and I totally agree with that. But I think we have to be careful and, and not throw a blanket policy uh, uh, over things. Uh, I, I think we have to be a little bit reasonable about it. All right, you know what? And I was going to go back to Kerry, but I can't, Kerry. I apologize. Kerry McKinney, who's running for lieutenant governor. Uh, definitely take a look at Kerry. Uh, search for him on Google. Go to his website. Also, we have sitting inside the studio, uh, Kathy Glass, who's running for governor for uh, the state of Texas. Go to her website. Check her out. Google it. KathyGlass.org. Uh, on, on Facebook, also Mark Tippett's. Uh, who's running for governor, you know, check out Mark Tippett's as well and go to his website and everything. Um, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. As always, more guns equals less crime. Go out and buy yourself a gun. You've been listening to Come and Talk It with Michael Cargill.
You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.